Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. It's finally the final 2019 NFL Draft Grade show. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the original West Coast King. And with me, as always, is AJ. Give John Snyder one draft pick, and he'll come away with five more Marchese. Been saying that my whole life. Today, we're going to finish our division-by-division draft grades with the AFC and NFC West, the best divisions in football. Best Let's West. hit it. Best <laughs> Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third, or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10, to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. You know who else has tickets? John Elway and the Denver Broncos to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I mean, you'll probably be there. You're right. Hey. We've criticized John Alley for a while. If you, rightfully right, so. Well, no, 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 definitely rightfully so. Yeah. He's been yeah. a terrible drafter, but his past two drafts, 2018 and now 2019, looking pretty nice. So far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So diving, diving right in uh, with the Broncos. Um, they traded out of the 10th overall pick with the Steelers, so the Steelers can move up, get uh, Devin Bush. They acquired the twentieth pick, uh, the fifty or forty second pick. Yeah, no, 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 fifty uh, second so, yeah. pick. Then they traded that, and then they also acquired a twenty twenty third round pick, um, and they used that twentieth overall pick on Iowa tight end Noah Fant. Because they love Big Ten tight ends more than anything. And 
I, I respect that they they went and got a super athletic, uh, seam-busting mm-hmm. tight end and fan because that's exactly what Joe Flacco needs to succeed. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, I, I know I've said this before, but it's it's interesting to see how they've, like, overhauled the, the, the offensive skill position in, like, the last two years. And, again, going back to how well, I guess, Elway drafted last year with uh, Cortland Sutton looking good as a ruck. My boy Deshaun Hamilton looking good as a rook. Obviously, Philip Lindsay, UDFA, Freeman. Adding fan to that core. And like you said, it's just fitting nicely with Joe Flacco. That's starting to really come together. Yeah, and I think we were all worried that uh, Elway would use the 10th pick and overdraft a quarterback. And in- <laughs> wonder yeah. which one. And instead makes the smart move, acquires more assets. Later uses <laughs> one of those assets to move up and get another guy. And um, I, I thought Elway played this out perfectly for what they need. Yeah. If they can assume, like, they're the way they're building the roster is they consider themselves playoff contenders, whether we think that or not. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and Fant is the type of player they need for Flacco to make that push, in my opinion. I think Flacco is washed and whatnot. But I do think, like, to me, Noah Fant has Pro Bowl potential at tight end. He, he can play in the slot. He can play in line. Uh and he's just a super athletic freak. If he reaches his potential, like you, you said, he could just open up any offense. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just his versatility and his threat, like you said, down the seam, just really opens up opportunities for the rest of the offense. And then in the second round, they had back-to-back picks. 41st overall, they took Kansas State offensive lineman Dalton Reisner. And again, to me, this is a slam dunk. They mm-hmm. uh, obviously they have Garrett Bowles at left tackle. They they spent money on Juwan James to get themselves a right tackle in the offseason. and then yep. they take Reisner, which means he's going to be playing guard for them, most likely left guard for them. Uh, we yep. both think Reisner has, I think, Pro Bowl to All Pro ability as a guard. I yeah, I think he can definitely be a Pro Bowl player. And like uh, again, like the weakest spot on this offense, aside from the quarterback position, was definitely the offensive line, and they keep. Good, getting good pieces, and I think Reisner's a plug-and-play guy, and it's going to be a ten-year really good pro. And, and they have Mike Munchak there as their O-line coach now, and, and to me, yeah. this is him getting his guy on that O-line to kind of be their mm-hmm. tone setter and uh, enforcer type. Um, just because Reisner is yep. such a mean sob, and the offensive line looks so much better now because you have a group of Bowles, Reisner, probably Connor McGovern at center. Ronald Lear at right guard, Juwan James at right tackle. That's a much better group than it's been the last it, couple of years. It, yeah, it looks so much And, and again, with Munchak in charge, Munchak is the best or second second best offensive line coach. Dante Skarnacki is probably number one, but mm-hmm. top yeah. two. Uh, and then For 42nd, sure. they, uh, they jump on up. They use that pick they acquired from Pittsburgh. They jump on up, and they take Missouri QB Drew Locke, the guy everybody was worried they would way overdraft 10th. And they took yeah. him at 42. So, in the grand scheme of Daniel Jones going six and all of that, uh, Drew Locke at 42 looks really good. Yeah. And I, neither of us are big Drew Locke fans, uh, but you're getting the guy with that type of arm talent uh, to develop at the 42nd pick after trading down from 10 and acquiring more picks. It, it just it looks so much more competent than what we've seen John Elway do, especially at the position, right? And... They they sh- won't feel the pressure to play him week six mm-hmm. if Flacco's struggling. Because I think because they didn't take him in the first round, because they took him in the second round, there will be yeah. less pressure on that. And he he needs to me he needs a year of not playing to fix some of his accuracy issues, his lower body mechanic issues, 
his uh, ability to read defense. And, like, again, I would not have taken Locke uh, until the mid to late third round. That's kind of where I had him. But Me too. Th- but, having him yeah. go 42 versus a Daniel Jones going sixth versus yes. taking Locke 10th, like, that makes so much more sense. And Locke's a good fit in this offense. And kind of Flacco is the right type of QB to be grooming him, even though I know he said he won't. But Yeah. And even, like, I guess, like, Kevin Hogan's a competent backup, so you don't even have to throw a lot. I don't think Kevin Hogan's going to make this team. Kevin Hogan's not not. a competent. Kevin Hogan's one of the worst quarterbacks on an NFL roster, in my opinion. (laughs) He was like, okay. And did you see the the reports from camp is he is so much further behind the other three, and that includes undrafted (laughs) free agent Brett Rippin, my queen. Brett Rippin. I mean... I yeah, I'm just saying that at least their hand's not going to be totally forced. But yeah, uh, I I think Rippin is better. Obviously, I think at a minimum, Brett Rippin's making this practice squad. I think so. Um, okay, third round, seventy first, they get Ohio State interior defensive lineman Draymond Jones, a guy who there was kind of all over the place talk about yeah. where he could go, and I think this is a good spot for him to land. I wasn't in on the first or even second round talk with him. I thought he was a third round type mm-hmm. guy. And that's where he goes. And this gives them an uh, interior pass rusher who can can be like their um, their nickel uh, defensive tackle. Yeah, I mean, five tacky going to start it. I mean, that's where they got him listed. But, yeah, uh, they, they definitely need help there after losing guys in the past. And, like, and, and like um, with, with Vic Fangio Jay, taking yeah. over, like Derek Wolf's not great, but he's still a solid run defender. It's Adam Gossis yeah. is always – up and down, like there's no true mm. pass rusher on in on their th- in their front three. No. And if they go to a four man front, uh, you get Chubb, Von Miller, Draymond Jones, and yeah. then Wolfer Gostis beside him. Like that's a nice passing down defensive line. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and again, like Draymond was kind of interesting because on tape, such a great mover, and then at the combine too. But like measurables. Kind of poor, but um, still can be that guy, like, the quicker guy on that he, line. To me, yeah. on tape, you saw a guy who had a lot of pass rush upside, but too yeah. often would get rot, uh, washed in the Very run game. Poor run yeah. defender, yeah. And so this this is a really good spot for him to land because I think Fangio knows how to use him. And just mm-hmm. having that interior force who's going to always have one-on-ones because he's playing with Chubb and Von Miller, like yeah. that is ideal fit for him and them. At 71, definitely worth the camp. Again, I had him a third-round guy as well. And so. then fifth round, 156, they go with Oregon Edge, Justice, or Justin Hollins, who I I think um, he, he showed he can play a little bit of off-ball, can play on the edge, which mm-hmm. he did mainly at Oregon. Um, super athletic and really long guy. It'll be fun to see how they use him. Yeah. I think he'll... he'll He'll mainly be an edge guy for them, but I I wouldn't be surprised just with the lack of athleticism with their inside linebackers and Fangio's mm-hmm. love of athletic inside linebackers if he sees some snaps there from time to time and kind of plays. This is down the road, obviously, but just as a versatile hybrid type player. No, yeah, to give them a little bit of a uh, yeah versatility because like everyone on their line is kind of defined roles. I mean, Vaughn, you know. Edge, uh, Bradley Chubb, really a defensive lineman. So like, like I, I would have preferred him in the dirt, right? So um, and then like you said, the interior group unathletic. Like I love Josie Jewell, but like not very athletic guy. And I think I think that's probably the idea, right? With Hollins inside, outside a bit on the linebacker, but yeah, down the road. Hopefully the athleticism. Yeah, and out. this is the, I think the right defensive 
mind when Fangio, arguably the best uh, defensive mind yeah. in the league, to get Hollins with. Uh, and then sixth round, 187th, they go with Colorado receiver Juwan Winfrey, a guy who in mm-hmm. the summer we both thought could uh, had a little something, yeah, and something. then was injured and didn't play that yeah. that much this past year at Colorado. Um, but I th- I think we both agree he looked like he had upside as a deep threat when he was playing. Yeah. I like the idea of him, you know what I mean? Getting mm-hmm. him into My only my only issue was that I thought there was better options on the board including yeah. Locke's teammate Emmanuel Hall um, from Missouri. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah. I think he apparently felt cuz off-field stuff. So mm-hmm. just I I do like the idea of using this final pick on a deep threat the obviously yeah. with ha- Hamilton, Emmanuel Sanders and Sutton are locked in as your top three receivers, but uh yeah. After Tim Patrick, that fifth spot's kind of open, and, and I think Winfrey's much. got a, a good chance to earn that spot as the deep threat guy if he stays healthy. I agree. Yeah, health health is gonna be an issue with him, but the, there's definitely flashes. Like, he, he, yeah, he's a talent. height weight speed type of guy who just didn't play all that yeah. much in his college career. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, would you end up giving John Elway and the Broncos? I end up giving them an A minus. I think it's. Like I liked last year's class a lot too. Like you said, I think it's a good group overall. Like especially those top three picks. Like I, again, not the biggest Drew Locke fan, but getting him at forty two is great. Reisner's an instant starter, long term contributor, um, maybe Pro Bowl guy. Fans big time potential. I think it's a really good draft. Yeah, finish your drink. I give them A minus as well. They, I think they got immediate go. impact, impact players in Fant and Reisner mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. help what they think is a potential playoff roster with Joe Flacco. Those are the two. Two picks that supplement Flacco, obviously. You get your QB of the yep. future. You get a guy who can pass rush on the inside with Tremont Jones. And then uh, I thought Hollins and Winfrey, even though at the time I didn't love the Winfrey pick, but after hearing about why the receivers fell, the fit yeah. made sense. And then uh, I love Hollins' athleticism and versatility with Fangio. Okay, on to the Kansas City Chiefs. No, no first-round pick. pick. Um, they, they used that to acquire Frank Clark. Yep. Uh, and they uh, had two second-round picks using uh, D4 to acquire one of those, so a little switcheroo. <laughs> Frank Clark, to me, is the better edge. I don't think it's really a question. Um, I agree. But they used that first second-round pick, 56 overall, on Georgia receiver Mecole Hardman with Tyreek Hill's status kind of up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hardman's a guy I really like, and I thought this is a really great spot for him to land. Uh, tough explosive can can mm-hmm. uh make plays downfield but also really good after the catch is a really smooth start stop ability type of receiver um a brandon cooks type of receiver is how i saw him you know how much i love brandon cooks yeah i'm kind of surprised when 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 this pick was announced i thought the tyree kill news would come swiftly and i know that the, the whole ordeal has been strange but i'm kind of surprised we haven't heard anything solid about that yet because, I mean... But it, cause they, it's they, interesting because they could also have made this pick whether Tyreek Kill was coming back or not. Just yeah, because that's yeah. obviously opposite Hills, Sammy Watkins, but that other the the other Chris, spot is Chris just kind of wide yeah. open. And yeah. Hardman would be a good fit as their starting slot with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. But he's also the same, a similar type of... Obviously not to the same level as a Tyreek Kill. But with just yeah. the skill set is similar to Tyreek Hill, so he could also be the replacement there. So exactly. It's kind of yeah. interesting to see, and I don't think Tyreek Hill should play football ever again. I think mm-hmm. ultimately I think he, he will end up not playing. Um, yeah. 
but either way, either way, it's gonna be really interesting to see if he's the the heir apparent to Tyreek Hill or just they're they're both gonna be on the field. At yeah, the same time. and. and Hardman, I think, is a really great fit for the offense. Just get the ball in his hands. He makes yak plays. You can yeah. uh, he can win downfield. He's a good route runner. Their receiver core is gonna be interesting, and I think this is a really good fit. Yeah, me too. I'm actually kind of excited to see. I, I know the offense was obviously explosive the, last year, but I'm kind of excited to see how they keep building this offense around Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel complete. I know that's hard, funny to say when it's it was so damn good last year, but. I want to see like the forest through the trees. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Uh, with their second second round pick, they used uh, the sixty third pick on Virginia safety Juan Thornhill, one of my faves. Yep. I thought this was a slam dunk fit. Uh, I, I was partially surprised he got passed by the cow, or got past the Cowboys. Um, yeah, me too. Big time. Surprise. And yeah. having him pair with Tyron Honey Badger Matthew as your safety duo was really fun. Yeah, I mean, for, exactly. Like, great fit, great player, uh, great value. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with their money watts, but um, even getting him on the field too. Is yeah, nice. and, and, and yeah, with Matthew's ability to come down and play uh, that overhang nickel, nickel spot, spot, I wonder if yeah. our money watts uh, does end up playing some snaps um, as yeah. like the third safety. Yeah, I, I watts kind of like a nice single high guy, like. It's going to be interesting to see the flexibility of the sector. And, like, they just needed help yeah. at the back end of and their th- defense. Regardless. Thornhill's got elite ball skills, awesome range. Yeah. He can Monster He can athlete. play single high. He can play nickel. He can play corner. The versatility is really fun yeah. with him. He did it all at Virginia. So just having that in a secondary that needs help, it you can kind of put him where you need him almost, especially with – Yep. Like, their secondary shaping up to be um, Kendall Fuller – then the second corner spot, I think, is going to end up going to Bashad Breland. I think so, uh, The safeties will probably end up being Honey Badger, Juan Thornhill. Um, Daniel Sorensen's kind of that uh, dime linebacker type. <laughs> uh, Friend of the show, Daniel yeah. Sorensen. Uh, like, the ability to play Matthew or Thornhill as a nickel and bring Armani yeah. Watts on the field is interesting. Also, they've got Traverius mm-hmm. Ward, who looked good down the stretch at corner. Um, yeah. it, it's going to be interesting to see how this new defense shapes up for the Chiefs. For sure. And, exactly. and staying with defense for them, 84th in the third round, they got Kalen Saunders, the Western Illinois uh, defensive tackle, who famous for his backflip ability as a 300-plus pound man. Um, they're switching that fourth, four-man front uh, with Spags as the DC. Uh, yeah. I think he's a perfect fit on that defensive line. Um they're, they're going to be able to use the versatility of him and Chris Jones to kind of move them around. I think that's – yeah. Go ahead, sorry. I think Saunders is kind of the – is going to end up the one tech who's got the pass rush upside. And they also have yeah. the rotation of being able to play Derek Naughty as a one tech and slash nose type. Yeah. And obviously Chris Jones is an all-pro, all-world three tech in this system with Ogba and Frank Clark. They, their defensive line might be one of the most improved units in football. I was thinking that, and like I, I, I don't want to say quietly because obviously they made major moves to uh, to fix that group, but almost kind of criticized the D four thing, and then the bringing Frank Clark, blah blah blah. But I like that. That's a really good group. Like Frank Clark, your your pass rusher, go after him, guy. Ogbo, solid run defender. Chris Jones is an all pro, and Kalen Saunders there is just again the versatility, like you said, really good athlete, but like still a big dude. big time leverage, big time explosiveness, yeah. raw, and when, when yeah. he 
turns it on, uses his hands well. He can add a ton as a pass rusher too. And then it's not even that. Yeah. Like they they brought in obviously Derek Naughty from last year in the draft, and they well, brought like, in Alex Okafor. Like they have yeah. a rotation there to work with. Yep, I think that they did really well with that. Yeah, like the defensive line's impressive there. All of a sudden, linebackers are confusing, but yeah, the defensive yeah. line. Uh, and then sixth round, they draft South Carolina corner Rashad Fenton, a guy who I wasn't super high on. I thought seventh UDFA yeah. type. Um, kind of surprised he got picked. They're just trying to get dudes on that group, though. Right? I, I, I thought there was better options available, though. I don't uh, like Jordan Brown. Yeah, I, love I know you do. So. <laughs> um, and I, I just I don't know if he'll make the team, uh, but he could just because they don't have any corners really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll see. It's just I think just trying to get bodies like, there. Like, he, Jimmy to to me, he wasn't that bad. physical and wasn't the greatest yeah. athlete, and he kind of struggled a bit at the combine. So I don't know. I'll be interested yeah. to see what goes on there. Uh, their other six round pick though, two hundred fourteenth, Utah State running back Darwin Thompson, and now. They they obviously Damian Williams played awesome down the stretch for them. They brought in Carlos Hyde. They draft Darwin Thompson, who's kind of that satellite back type of guy. Like he reminds me a lot of Dion Lewis. Mm-hmm. And then they signed James Williams, undrafted free agent from Washington State, who's a really a true satellite back in that he's a better pass catcher than he is a runner, like a James White type. Seeing seeing just yeah, this running back room is gonna be really weird and interesting to see how it shakes yeah. up. Yeah. I was about to say that in the, in the post Kareem Hunt world of this running back group, it's gonna be really interesting, and it's just a bunch of Williamses. I, like I don't, I don't know how many <laughs> running backs they plan on keeping because I think like I don't know. Hyde, Damian Williams, uh, Darwin yeah. Thompson, James Williams, and Darrell Tom or Darrell Williams. Sorry, um, all five of them I think have a chance to make the team. But I do too. I, I but yeah. I don't know what three they end up rolling with. Like. It's almost to me. It feels like Hyde versus Damian Williams for that RB one spot, and James Williams mm-hmm. versus Darwin Thompson for the satellite back spot. Yeah, but, but like maybe they try to sneak uh, James Williams onto the practice squad. I don't. I don't think Darrell Williams is making the team. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Darwin Thompson is going to have the upper hand just because he was drafted by them, and you know Booby wasn't. I think that's a competition. I think the goal is to get James on the squad. on the practice squad. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Carlos Hyde, but I think they're gonna rotate them like crazy. So, yeah, I'm excited yes, to see how they used Darwin Thompson. And then seventh round, they went with Illinois offensive lineman Nick Allegretti, who is a guy who could play all three interior spots. I think that's just a depth pick. It probably makes the team just because they don't have a lot of depth on the offensive line. Yeah, probably. Uh, what'd you end up giving them? Uh, I give them a B. I, like I, I like the group. It's I like the Thornhill pick a lot. I like the Saunders pick. Maybe I like it more. I kind of talked myself. Yeah, the, they did. They did pretty good for not having too many picks. Mm-hmm. Right? I end up giving them a B plus because I think Hardman's the exact type yeah. of receiver they needed. Thornhill and Kalen Saunders are instant impact starters. And I then, I mean, Thompson I thought was a really cool fit in the sixth round. I, I think like that's really exciting. Yeah, I want to see how, how you. Fits All right, there. Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> The team who had Dar- or Derwin James follow them last year, an all-pro. They had, uh, with their first pick, 28th overall, they had Notre Dame defensive tackle. Big fan, or we're big fans of him. Yeah. Um, Maybe he's big fans hope, of us, too. We so. don't know. Jerry Tillery, Notre Dame. 
perfect yeah. fit. We've been mocking this for what feels like months now. Months. Just almost yeah. hoping it just happens because getting Gus Bradley this type of disruptive three tech to stick next yeah. to Brandon Meebane and uh, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa is freaky. Again, just another super exciting uh, defensive line. Obviously, Bosa and Ingram are studs. Me being underrated in his career, I'm a huge Brandon Me being fan as like the pure like nose guy, and like Tillery being that go after the quarterback guy, like shooting those uh, gaps. I, I think he has big time, big time potential in that defensive line. Yeah, he uh, he is everything I think they needed up up front, mm-hmm. especially with their linebacker inconsistent play that can be made up for a little bit with a disruptive yeah. D line. He's gonna have so many one on one opportunities. Just the length, the athleticism, the the power, and the ability to use his hands. It wasn't consistent at Notre Dame, but he also played injured. I think he can be a Pro Bowl type player. He's a guy who I would I agree. take in top twenty. Me too. Uh, and then again, the Chargers <laughs> just getting lucky. They have Nazir Adderley, the Delaware safety, fall to them at 60th overall in the second round. A guy who a lot of people had as their safety one. He was my number one safety. Um, and he gets a stick, a pair with Derwin James, as that single high type. The per, like this is perfect for Adderley's ability. He's at his best in single high mode, and that's what yeah. Gus Bradley needed. It's perfect landing spot for Nizir Adderley. Perfect player to get for Gus Bradley. Uh, like Derwin James gets his running mate at safety, and it's just everything is perfect about this. Like Nizir Adderley hits his potential. I don't see how they don't be the best. Safety duo. And, and like, Derwin James isn't even really safety because he plays so many spots. And they have Adrian Phillips already on that team. And Adrian Phillips played really good last year. I think having Phillips, like, Phillips is a true strong safety type. Nazir Adderley is your single high type. And then Derwin James is your play wherever the fuck you want because I'm an all-pro motherfucker type. Sorry, I get really excited about Derwin James. But that that trio (laughs) of safeties has a chance to be the best in the league. Yeah. I like, don't disagree. Adderley doesn't isn't even just a single high like rangy great ball skills guy. He comes down thumps in the run game too. He does, yeah. Uh, it's like uh, it's gonna and, be interesting. And then ninety first sure. overall, they took Sioux Falls offensive tackle Trey Pipkins. This is where they kind of lost me a bit. I thought this was a big me overdraft. Too. I thought he had a lot of athletic upside, but it was so raw multiple years uh, away from playing. And to take that in a spot as a Super Bowl contender, to take that in a spot mm-hmm. where you could get a potential starter or instant contributor, that's too much for me. Yeah, uh, obviously we knew they're going to the draft. They needed to address the tackle position. Uh, not the guy who I wanted, but like again, like the the, the tackles just went so fast. And they, I don't but know. they could have had Rodney like, Kajust. Exactly. Chuma Doga was the next pick. I think he's a better player. It could choose to. Like, and Pipkins has a lot of upside in that Desmond Harrison way of just pure yeah. athleticism and size. But mm-hmm. it's going to be a long ways to get him to that level that the, that you're yeah. comfortable playing him. And I just I, – I struggle to buy into that taking him top 100. Yeah, especially when there's no one really established at that right tackle But guess spot. what, AJ, it's okay because their final four picks, I love all of them. Uh, fourth round, 130th, they took Notre Dame linebacker Drew Tranquil, one of my favorite players, one of your favorite players. Yeah. They took a lot of players we just yeah. both love. Um, I know. I think I'm a Chargers fan. Yeah. So. And uh, with Tranquil, they get a guy who I think at minimum is going to be a ace special team player for them just with his athleticism, yeah. toughness, uh, and leadership qualities. And at at best, he he can become, I think, a starting weak side linebacker for them potentially. I agree, and like that, their linebacking group, and they made another pick there, but 
It's, it's weird. I, like, they have a lot of players I like, but it's just a it's an interesting group. Yeah, like, okay, right? obviously Denzel Perriman's the only guy you're sure about. He's gonna be starting as their mic. But like Injuries worried, but yeah. It, but then, sure. like, last year, Kaiser White, one of my favorite guys in the draft, they take him, they play him at weak side, and he looked really good before getting hurt. Mm-hmm. They took one of our other guys, uh, Uchenna and Wosu, yeah. played him at Sam, and he, he looked good in stance. Flashed. Uh, yep. And then they took uh, another linebacker in this draft who I think is a similar type of player to Nwosu. Then they signed Thomas yeah. Davis. They already have Jatavis Brown, who's played a lot of snaps. It's uh, going to be weird to see how that linebacker group shakes out. For sure, but at least they have a lot of talent. No, it's it's players, better right? to be like, in this situation than to be in situations <laughs> they've been in the past with their linebackers. Yeah, it's way better than it was. Like and then ago, fifth so. round, 166, they take North, yeah. North Dakota State QB Easton Stick, who my pro comp on was Tyrod Taylor, who is their QB2 in, uh, in L.A. I think yep. this is a really good spot. I don't think Cardell Jones is making his team. I don't think so either. I love Easton Stick. I think that's a great fit. I... Uh, I think Anthony Lynn's going to like him a bunch. Uh, he's probably going to be the quarterback three, probably on the roster, and then when Tyrod Taylor eventually leaves, becomes the backup, I think. I like, I like Easton Stick. He's got, the mobility is always a nice upside, and I think he can spot yeah. start with his accuracy. Like He's not going to wow you, but he's got enough that you can survive for two to three games in a season, potentially. I think, with so. I think, so. I think so, too. Uh, and then sixth round, I alluded to it. They took another linebacker, Houston linebacker, Emeki Egbile, who's one of my favorite guys, who's a similar player mm-hmm. to Nwosu in that he he played he pa- rushed the passer a lot at Houston. Yeah. Um, but he also played this overhang type role. His versatility is really interesting to me. They used him all over the front seven in Houston, and just adding that athleticism and versatility is a plus. And I think he's got special teams uh, potential. That definitely does seem like a recurring theme for the Gus Bradley led defense in LA, like trying to get versatility. Yeah, like if you again just jumping back to the linebacker court. Kaiser White and Drew Tranquil are both former safeties. So so is yep. Thomas Davis. I mean, so is Thomas 15 Davis, years yeah. ago at Georgia, but still. Um, <laughs> like I said, Denzel Perriman's the sure thing at Mike. And then Nwosu and Egbele are these uh, pass-rushing pass type guys. played all over at yeah. their schools. And like J- Jatavis yeah. Brown even um, is like this undersized type of athletic linebacker. Uh, yeah, no, for so sure. So it's just a exactly. really weird, interesting linebacker core. Uh, with their final pick, seventh round, two forty-two, they took Cortez Broughton from Cincy, a guy I really like. Pass rush upside as a three tech. I think yep. he's just a good depth player to have um, behind Jerry Tillery. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately that just gives them more depth behind Brandon Meebe, and they have Justin Jones behind Tillery. Justin Jones, Brown. yeah, I think that's a good fit. I agree. I think that's a smart pick. Uh, what'd you end up giving them? I give them an A minus, but I kind of want to give them. An I a give now. them an A minus, and I couldn't go above it just because that Pipkins pick was a top one hundred pick, and I, I know just think they could have added a potential starter there. Because that right tackle spot is is a little yeah, scary. and I wouldn't want to be playing him for like two years. Me neither. I mean, the offensive line is probably going to be the the big do or die spot in this in this group in this team for this yeah. year, right? Uh, okay. Give me, that's me interesting. Finally, yeah. the Oakland Raiders, John Gruden and Mike Mayock, Go shocked Raiders. the world with their first of three first-round picks. Fourth overall, they took Colin Farrell, the edge from Clemson. Uh, good player. A little high, I think, for both of us. Um, but we know the idea that Mike Mayock and John Gruden were going for in Oakland with this draft was characters, leaders. And, when you uh, say Farrell's characters, both. you mean high character. 
Yeah, not Richie Incognito character. Yes. High character players. We we, uh, we wrote that <laughs> one out before the show to. Uh, yeah, uh, and like again, like you said, shock in the world. Uh, good player, big position of need. Uh, better players, top, I guess. T- but like Farrell's a top twenty player, but he was. I agree. There was better yeah. edge rushers available. Um, yes, I thought like they they should have been able to trade back acquire assets and still end up with Farrell. So that kind of hurts it. But I don't... Like, I'm not going to kill them for it because I do think he's a day-one starter and a leader yeah. in this locker room. Yeah, I, I agree. But, like, it feels like it could have been Josh Allen and you got a little bit of a better player and... More athletic upside. Quality. Even though, like, Farrell, exactly. Farrell to me is a good athlete. Um, uses his hands really well. Explosive first step. It's just he doesn't have great bend. He's... I don't think he's ever going to be a consistent double-digit sack. I think he's always going to be a high-end run defender, uh, but closer to a consistent eight-sack type of pass rusher. Yeah, eight to 12 every year. Jason Pierre-Paul is my comp for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, really good run defender at this point in his career. And Yeah, eight to 10 sacks. uh, 24th overall, they took running back uh, Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Best running back. One of the worst-kept secrets. Yeah, best (laughs) running back in the class, one of the least surprising picks of the draft. Um, day one starter for them, but again, not yep. a lot of value in a running back, but not surprised that Gruden Mayock kind of old school thought they take a running back here. I think, it, it, yeah, and I totally agree. If he fits what they do, I like that. Um, like that slasher between the tackles guy with juice, um, day one starter, like you said, I mean, it's a running back. It is what it is. At least he's the best. <laughs> he was the best one available and he fits what they do. Right. But would like, you rather Josh Jacobs at 24th? Or David Montgomery at seventy three. I would. I mean, but I'm a huge David Montgomery fan. I would rather David Montgomery, but I mean, but for value in terms of value too. Like, yeah. Just I I I thought Josh Jacobs uh, like Josh Jacobs or even Dur- the, like Darrell Henderson went seventieth. Those those were my top three running backs: yeah. Jacobs, Henderson, Montgomery, and Henderson and Montgomery go nearly fifty picks later. So that yeah, hurts. I mean, but again, I guess at the end of the day, you're still getting a RB one, the best in the draft. But I don't know. Running backs are just uh, I mean, tough for me to talk about. Exactly. I mean, next year it's gonna be interesting to see how many go in the first round because they're they're talented as fuck. But I think the the league is starting to realize that their their value is dropping. Uh, right? And Finally. with the final first round pick for the Raiders, they took Mississippi State safety Jonathan Abram. Another not surprising yep. one, but a, to me, another overdraft. Slightly, I, like yeah, like I expected him to go in the end of the first round, but I would have taken him mid second, earlyish mid second. Yeah, uh, really good football plug, player. Plug and play uh, strong sa- again. Super high character guy. Plug and play strong safety for them. The enforcer, a Keanu Neal type of safety. It's just he is like there's we've talked about box safety value. Yeah, and he he has yeah. some issues in coverage. So I don't know. It's a little bit worrisome. And Carl Joseph's kind of the, you're just throwing that former first round pick out the door now kind of exactly like so like I, I I'm not gonna like totally shit on what they're doing I think they could have made three better choices but I get yeah, what they're doing that's, that's the other thing though you can see the process and see their plan at least but it doesn't it feel like they're trying to build an eight and eight football team <laughs> doesn't almost feel like that well, yeah Gruden's gonna Gruden's what, gonna go uh <laughs> 80 and 80. That doesn't even make sense. I, I like it. No, I like it. And it his career as the Raiders head coach. Yeah. Uh, that feels like what 
they're aiming for. But hey. um, second round, fortieth overall, they took Clemson corner Trayvon Mullen. Too early. I almost I have more issue with this pick kind of than the first three first round picks almost. I I no I totally agree. I totally agree. Mullen too, like too early. I don't dislike Mullen. I think he has all the tools to be a starting corner, but he's also in that Eli Apple mold of yeah, all the yeah. tools are there, but he didn't consistently put it together at Clemson. He's got this length yeah. and this athleticism, but uh, I just I don't think there's a I, the the floor is low. Yeah, exactly. You you're drafting the traits and the upside, and you didn't see it too much. Like. Give me him a round later. Yeah, round yeah. I, I saw maybe. him as a early fourth, late, late third, third type of guy. Yeah. So I didn't love that yeah. one. Uh, then no pick in no. the third round. Then three in the fourth. First, uh, first of the fourth round. Eastern Michigan edge Max yeah. Crosby, one of my favorite guys in the draft. Yeah, both. Of Super those. athletic, good length, uh, physical football player. He's raw, but he's got all the tools I think to stop, start opposite Clem Farrell eventually. I yeah, I mean like. What what stops them from starting their day one? Like Arden Key's like well, whatever. A, Arden mean, Key could be two hundred and ten pounds. He could be three hundred fifty <laughs> pounds. No one's really sure. <laughs> like Benson Mayo is serviceable, I guess. Like I, I've always I've always had a soft spot for Mayo, uh, Gohawks. But I mean, like I think talent wise, I think Max Crosby might be the second most, if not maybe the best. But hey, uh, upside big time. A good athlete. Potential scary. I think this is a great draft pick. I, I, I think by year two, he's starting opposite Farrell. I think so, too. Um, and I think Gruden's going to absolutely love him. I think so, too, yeah. Uh, and then second, fourth round pick, 129th, Houston corner Isaiah, Isaiah Johnson, who I'm surprised he wasn't way more overdrafted. Yeah, with uh, here for Isaiah Johnson, I'm fine with it. Yeah, right? you're obviously former receiver. He's like 6'4". He's a freak yep. athlete. He was really raw at Houston. Like you can watch undrafted Texas Tech receiver <laughs> and Antoine Antoine Wesley, Wesley yeah. just cook him, cook him. But you cook can him. you also yeah. see the the upside in Johnson if you can develop him. And you're not gonna play him for two years, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But I I mean in the fourth round, this is a bet that I'm much more okay with than if he was a top 100 pick. Yeah, I had him mid fourth, so like exactly where he went, mm-hmm. and like I'm, I'm glad he didn't get overdrafted. Like he was, a, he was a top one fifty um, player for me, and having him one twenty nine, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and like little shaky with the group there, and Trayvon Mullen, I, don't, I think he's another project, but like the landing spot's not great, I don't think, but uh, for him, um, but I think a good value and a solid player. And then there. the final fourth round pick. Uh, 137th overall tight end from LSU, Foster Morrow. So, of all the blocking tight ends... This is the one I would have bet to on. bet on. Yeah, exactly. I and agree. others went ahead of him. And yes. I... Like, he's got... Obviously, the size is impressive. He spent most of his career at LSU blocking his ass off and doing it at a high level. Yep. But then he also happened to test like a monster. Like, he is really athletic. So, like, exactly. So, the worst comes to worst, you're getting a solid blocking tight end, too. Yeah. Right? Best best case scenario, and he becomes a Vance McDonald type. That's what I think yeah, can exactly. happen with him. Especially they like they still they didn't really address the tight end position. Nope. Like it's like they nope. brought in Luke Wilson, and Eric Swoop. But like there's a good chance Foster Morrow seeing the field early and often as a rookie, especially in a tight end two blocking role. I and think de- so I too. think can yeah. develop into their starting tight end. I think he's just going to be a really good fit in this offense. 
Again, I think old Johnny's going to love yeah, him. Yeah, and guess who he'll love the most? Fifth round, <laughs> 149th overall, Clemson slot receiver Hunter Renfro. Yeah, uh, it makes sense. Yeah, Ren- Renfro, arguably <laughs> uh, the best hands in the draft, one mm-hmm. of the best route runners in the draft, the perfect Wes Welker third and five gets you six yards on these option routes. Um, sticking him in the slot with yeah. Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams seeing deep coverage, like, that receiver group is so. They also improved. got Keelan Doss undrafted, who felt. I his, love I think we Doss. both had decently draftable. Like I think he was top two hundred player for uh, me. I think I, I had him like late yeah. fourth, early fifth, and I he believe. fell because of an injury. And they got him undrafted. Yeah. Apparently, he's been cooking at uh, training camp. I saw that, which makes me excited. But like again, he's he's combat he's competing against Hunter Renfro, which is a little but, tough. But, but, but my point being, like that is those yeah. four plus Dwayne Harris. And JJ Nelson as your six receivers, right. and like they still have Ryan, Ryan Grant and Marcel Aitman. Yeah, like yeah, that exactly. receiver group is so much better looking than it was. Yep. Uh, okay, on the spot, how many balls does Hunter Renfro catch this year? I'm gonna keep it low just because I think they'll. It might start uh, as a rotational. Like, wait a JJ Nelson yeah. might be playing a little more than he should. Type of stuff. Yeah. I'll say. Uh, I'm gonna say forty. Okay, next year 115. <laughs> it, if Derek Carr is still, yeah, oh, still, still the quarterback, he's catching 150 balls for 700 yards. <laughs> check down, check down, King. Uh, finally, seventh round, Prairie View A and M super athletic freak Quentin Bell, an edge rusher, yep. uh, 230th. Um, he, I don't think he'll make the team, <laughs> but no, he's like an uh, insane athlete. So it's worth the yeah, bet, I guess. Very, at two thirty, why not? Like get him on the practice squad potentially. I don't think he's good enough to make that, but hey. And I think he gave us my, one of my favorite moments of the NFL Network broadcast because they're doing uh, stump the truck for trying to find tape, and uh, Mike Mayock texts Rich Eyes and Quentin Bell before they announced the draft pick, which was amazing. Yes. Uh, Very cool. You, you love stump the truck. You I know do. what else you love? My bookie. And since we started this show, <laughs> I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on, who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HEAVEN. When creating your account to claim fifty percent, to claim your fifty percent bonus, laying down a hundred dollars, you've now got an extra fifty dollars in play. That's m y b o o k i e dot a g promo code heaven h e a v e n. You play, you win, you get paid, my bookie. I like that Rob made you wait through the ad to hear our grade for the oh, Raiders. Oh yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. I give them a B. I give them a B as well. I think like decent group. You see the idea, and I respect that. Yeah, um, I, I, not, not like my fir- at first glance, I was like immediate take I, yeah, one. I was, I was like, oh, I don't know, what, like this could be one of the worst. And then their their day three was really strong. I thought. Yeah, and I then agree. you could see their the way they were going with that first round. You understood what they were doing. Really, like yeah. the Trayvon Mullen picks, the one that worries me the most. I which agree. Kind of strange. It, yeah. I mean, it could have been, like, Josh Allen and then, like, Montez Sweat. And then, like, uh, not a, I think that would make sense. And then, you, like, 
It could have been better. And then Byron Murphy or something. like That would have looked a lot better, but... Yeah. You know what I mean? The top three picks. All right, on to the NFC West, where the Arizona Cardinals had the first pick of the draft. Wild draft. And class. using that first pick, they took Oklahoma QB, Kyler Murray. Okay. Uh, so I think at this point we just forget about Josh Rosen for a little bit and just appreciate that this was a team going to get their perfect quarterback. And you can it's hard to shit on a team when they know that their guy is out there and they go and get him, right? Yeah, no, like, this is the fit they needed for Cliff Kingsbury. I Like, that was the mm-hmm. final takeaway was, for this coaching hire to work and this team to work, we need Kyler Murray at the yep. helm. And I can respect that. Yep. I think they got freaking robbed on Josh Rosen. I'm the biggest Josh Rosen stand in the world. I, but I'm happy for I'm Josh so Rosen. I'm so happy, man. and that's why I don't even care, because I'm just glad he got out and that's going to cook well. And this, this, I love Kyler Murray. I love Josh Rosen. I'm happy as hell. And I think it's a best so case scenario almost for both of them. Yeah, like, I hate the Cardinals, so they get screwed over a bit. It's a win-win and win Murray, for me. Murray gets his it. perfect type of offensive coordinator in Cliff Kingsbury. Yep. And Chad O'Shea and Josh Rosen, I think, is a great fit. Yep. So, yeah, yep. th- now the Cardinals have a guy who's going to sell sell tickets. Kyler Murray's going to be the most yes. exciting guy, I think. Um, this is just – you have a reason to tune in the Cardinals games now. Exactly. And, like, keep going through this draft. They totally revamped this passing attack. Let's let's keep on going. Uh, and then thirty third, they take a guy who I had as my tenth overall prospect, corner Byron Murphy <laughs> from Washington. Great and pick. And with the Patrick Peterson suspension, he could be yes. their corner one week one. And it's really exciting to see how he fits in this defense. Um, it, it's uh, with Vance Joseph in charge. I think this is kind of the guy. He's to me, he's gonna end up. Him, Robert Alfred, and Patrick Peterson give them such a strong think, corner trio to what they've had in the past. Yeah. And Murphy sure. will either be their starting outside corner or nickel uh, all season long. The exactly. instincts, ball and, uh, skills, and technique are big time. He's an instant starter. I think he's a long-term starter. Uh, a couple Pro Bowls. I don't know if you – like, I like Byron Murphy a lot, but he, he's just not the flashy dude. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I don't know if he's going to be, like, the all-pro I love guy. him. I, I'll bet money he makes a Pro Bowl. I, oh, me too. I think he'll be a okay, Pro Bowl guy. Good. I just uh, – 5 to 10, no. But, like – Two? Yeah, uh, sure. And then 62nd overall, they address the receiver position. They go with UMass receiver Andy Isabella, the deep threat. Uh, I thought this was a little rich for me, a little early, especially with DK Metcalf on the board. Um, yeah. Uh, to me, Isabella was a guy who, like, early to mid-third round, they go late second on him. I, I'm cool with Andy Isabella late second. It's, I mean, the, the class felt weird. Uh, I love Andy Isabella. I also, just, sorry, just to add on to Isabella, yeah. like seeing what other receivers they came away with, it makes me mm-hmm. more okay with Isabella going here. Like knowing yeah. you got Hakeem Butler yep. and Keyshawn Johnson where they got them. Spoilers. But yeah, ex- no, I 100% agree. And like that's such an interesting group of receivers. If you, tr- if you just want to talk about them as a whole. but like, Yeah, and Isabella gives them that true deep threat. Yeah. Deep threat and like work himself like open a Like a John Brown type, like for Car- Cardinals had John Brown in his prime. I think that's the type of receiver yeah. he is. He's not going to kill it on contested catches, but he's going to stretch the field. No. Stretch the field and like do a decent amount after the catch. Christian Kirk's still there. Yak monster. That's awesome. And we'll keep on working with this receiver core. It's it's really and fun. And then a, a, a kind of low-key sneaky pick, 65th overall, top of the third round, Boston College defensive lineman Zach Allen. I like this pick a lot. He can play five-tech. Um, he can play three-tech. Yeah. He can play edge. His versatility... Um, he's not going to be a pass rushing monster, but he, I think he's going to be a high end run defender. 
give you like five sacks a year, um, mm-hmm. strong locker room presence, really good at the point of attack. Like he he I, to I, me can develop into one of the best if he's just playing purely as a five tech, one of the best five techs in the game. I 100% agree. I had him early third. This is exactly where he went. I don't know if you watched this a little uh, little clip that the Cardinals tweeted out after the draft. Apparently, they had a first-round grade on Zach Allen. Kind of nuts, but for them to get him here, good for them. <laughs> uh, I think he starts day one? I, 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 I think so. The, it's going to be weird to see how that D-line shapes up and um, how they're going to use him. Yeah, I think he starts but, day one. But like I, mean, I, I like in three man fronts, you play him as. See, with Vance taking over, the, I think they're gonna be in four man fronts a lot, right? Yeah. But uh, having him play even as just an edge opposite Chandler Jones could be interesting because they that's kind of an I'm, open spot. Yeah. Uh, really, Ch- but, Chan- uh, Chandler yeah. Jones is all, almost in Corey Peters is like a nose they brought in Darius Phylon. like, but Chandler Jones yeah. is the only definite starter. Pretty much. Uh, Peter's probably because not a lot of depth there, but yeah, 100%. Uh, and then fourth round, 103rd, Iowa State receiver, Keem Butler, who gives them a, another deep threat, but in a different way. Like, yeah, the opposite size. Massive <laughs> uh, circus catch ability, yeah. stretch the field. Um, struggles a bit as a route runner. I I was not in on like the Hakeem Butler first round talk. I thought third round was a good spot, and they got him here, so I thought what? this was great value. Exactly, 100% agree. I, I think this is great value, and like I wasn't in on that first, early, second stuff, but uh, fourth round and keep building this receiver group. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. And I I want to see this group on the and field. Then, so then 139th overall fifth round, Alabama safety Deontay Thompson, a guy some people thought could go first round. I had mid second on him. Uh, they get him in yeah. the fifth. There's some injury concerns there, but if he can stay healthy, like having him, uh, DJ Swearinger and Buda Baker as your trio of safeties yes. is a lot of fun. We, the highs with Deontay Thompson are very like high. He needs to be playing in a single high role generally. Yeah. Um, his ball skills are awesome. I love his range and coverage, his instincts and coverage, but he's going to miss a lot of tackles. He can blow mm-hmm. some stuff, um, In especially like you don't want him playing too much man. Uh, the, the good thing was, yeah, like you said, with this group, he doesn't need to be doing those things. Yeah, he doesn't much, have right? to play much right away, which is nice. No. But, like, even getting him on the field with, like, you know, rotating with him, all three of them, he doesn't need to be doing the box stuff at all. I mean, not that he would, but you know what I mean. Buddha can do that stuff. Swearinger can do that really well, too. And, yeah. Uh, and I think it's then a good pick. 174th, sixth round, their final receiver, Keyshawn Johnson from Fresno State, who to me is a, a really smooth route runner who can play slot. Mm-hmm. Um, not a great athlete, not going to kill you with size, but just knows how to work himself open. And that's where you get – you've come away with three different – sizes of receiver, three different kind of types of receivers in Isabella Butler and Johnson to join Christian Kirk, to join Chad Williams, to join Larry Fitzgerald. All of a sudden you have so much more depth and I think we're going to be seeing a lot of four receiver looks with the Cardinals. I think so too. And it's going to be four really good. Yeah, ultimately you're going to have like not as rookies necessarily, but down the road outside threats being Hakeem Butler as like a power forward type. Andy Isabella is mm-hmm. a deep threat. And then in the slots, the Christian Kirk, who's a yak type, and the Keyshawn Johnson, who's a route runner type. It's going to be really interesting to see who gets on the field early and who does what for this team and who gets the most targets. Does Chad Williams make I the team? Know. I kind of feel like no. Because like, obviously the four guys I just named are making it. Larry Fitzgerald's making it. And then that, yeah. that 
if they do decide to keep six, like they brought Farrell Cooper in to be their kick returner. Exactly. So it's going to be him yep. versus Chad Williams versus Kevin White. Yeah. Like, Demir Bird does that shit too. Um, the only thing I'm certain so, yeah. about is Christian Kirk. Uh, as the, Just because the offense There's that they run slot. at Texas Tech had so many bubble screens and, like, just where yeah. you need a yak type of receiver. So he's the only thing I'm certain about going forward. And, I mean, it's not like they're going to cut Larry Fitzgerald. No, no, no. I just meant, do, like, but... in the f- into the future. Oh, no, I, I like, understand. In, in, like, yeah, that's I mean, going to be his specific role. Because Isabella could potentially be a slot, too, right? Hakeem Butler could be a jumbo slot. Like, they, all three of the receivers they drafted could do different things in different ways, but could also all be yeah. slots in different yeah. situations. It, it, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, and their watch. final six-round pick, Georgia center Lamont Gallard. Uh, I thought it was a really good pick in the sixth round. They should have, I think, mm-hmm. addressed offensive line earlier, but they get the guy who yes. was kind of the only guy Quinn and Williams didn't dominate this year. Yeah, that's true. I think it's a good pick, and like you said, I had to address the spot earlier, should have, but uh, for the for the sixth round, I think, um, skip Laird. Yeah, he's there. got the guard center versatility. I think he might end up starting some games. He he needs to improve a lot as a pass protector, but I think he is a very strong run defender and can provide that right away for them if they need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then three seventh-round picks, Morgan State offensive lineman Josh Miles, who's a pure upside offensive lineman. Like, he's going to need the practice squad. He's not ready to play football. Late seventh, whatever, that's a fun And then fire. Temple defensive tackle Michael Dogby, who I think is another really nice fit as a five-tech type. Um, really strong mm-hmm. run defender, holds the point well. I thought that was a good pick. And then Mr. Relevant, UCLA tight end Caleb Wilson. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, their I mean, tight end room is interesting. Charles Clay, Ricky Seals Jones, Max Williams, and Caleb Wilson. A lot of size and athleticism there, and a lot of just rawness. Could Ricky Seals Jones be a, a breakout dude if they use his offense correctly? Not, like, not, you know what I mean? Not correctly, but you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up the tight end one. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to no, say I mean, breakout, yeah. but. They don't use tight ends a lot in the Cliff Kingsbury offense. Obviously, I think they will. Exactly, they will now that it's transitioning to the NFL. But uh, yeah, he, yeah. I think there's a role for him for sure. Uh, okay. Yep. Wow, it's a long episode, folks, and my mouth hurts. Los Angeles Rams, no first round pick, but second round they go with sixty uh, first overall, Washington safety Taylor Rapp. You forgot the grade oh, again. I give them an A. I give them an A too. Okay, Rams Taylor Rapp. I I like the pick. I like Taylor Rapp a lot. I think. There was more immediate needs. Yeah, that that's my issue. Um, because obviously John Johnson and Eric Weddle are there. I I, I think yeah. they t- kind of take rap for his versatility though, and like mm-hmm. you could be. See, the issue is like they need that secondary need needed corner more than it did safety slash nickel. Um. Yeah, and they they drafted another nickel yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, rap though, I do think the versatility um, to play like overhang in the box can can play uh, mm-hmm. too deep, and just his physicality and maybe even see some time as a linebacker. That'll be interesting. You know, it's gonna all be dependent yeah. on how they use him. And or just a really high IQ. Good yeah, awesome player. instincts. Seventieth, uh, nice. third round, okay. they go Memphis running back Darrell Henderson. A little early to be taking RB2, but I think they must have a plan for him. I think so, and maybe Todd Gurley is not feeling great, right? Uh, but it, it, even, even if, like, I, I think Henderson gives them a guy who can spell Gurley, 
who can rip yes. off massive runs, a Jamal Charles type of running back. Yes. Who the, who can kind of line up all over the place. I think he was he wasn't used a ton as a pass catcher in Memphis, but when he was, he was good no. at it. Yeah. So I think it's just a um, fun offensive weapon for Sean McVay. I agree, and I think he could be like a big time home run dude. Yeah, he fits that, that like, like that outside zone run that they just do over and over. Yes. That's perfect for him. He could be scary pretty early. This, in his career, this could to be, be a the Alvin Kamara to Mark Ingram, but it's your Mark Ingram's an all pro running back. Yeah, <laughs> it could go both ways. To be honest, it could be like okay, this was too early. Um, you know, Todd Gurley still has it, and Henderson's not giving us what we need. Or it could be really, really good for them. I think it's closer to being really good. for Seventy ninth overall, they go Michigan corner David Long, uh, a guy who I think can end up being uh, the replacement for either Marcus Peters or um, Nikhil. No, um, Akib Talib. Sorry, Talib on the outside. I th- like I don't yeah. think David Long. You kind of sound like you're shoehorning him into being a, only a nickel. I think he'd be an outside press guy, and he did that at Michigan. I think that's fair. I I, I prefer him at nickel. I think yeah, he's, no, te- right. he's so technically sound. Like he can play nickel for yeah. sure. I just think nickel Nickel yeah. Roby Coleman is a sure bet as one of the best nickels in the he league is. quietly, he and is. like yeah. he's he's still relatively young versus P- Peters yeah. and Taliba free agent soon. So I think Long's kind of getting yeah. you insurance. Um, for your corners, either or he, he can do inside outside. I, I totally agree, and like good value. I like the player a lot, and I think it's a really good pick. But uh, yeah, um, maybe see them attack the outside. I, it's interesting to see not, what they're gonna what they did. Sorry. Okay, ninety seventh overall, Oklahoma offensive lineman Bobby Evans. This was early for me. Yeah, you. Uh, I think you like him more than I too. do, though. I think I liked him a little bit more. Like, where do you have him? I thought he was like a mid fourth. I think I might have had him early fourth, but I liked him as a guard. I thought he was more of a guard as well, and he yeah. he might be playing that right, like because Roger Saffold's gone, so yep. you could he could potentially be uh, playing the left guard spot, um, or he could be their thought their thought process could be he's the eventual replacement for Andrew Whitworth. I I just yeah, they don't I had them like mid mid they just don't have that up. much opposite uh Austin Blythe otherwise for a guard option. No no no. I think like yeah, Adam mid fourth. I liked him as a guard. I think that's where he like, should be playing. But yeah, I think exactly. him and Noteboom, who was a third round pick last year, are probably battling for that guard spot. Yeah, they apparently they like Noteboom a lot, but I didn't neither like that of pick us last did. Year. And it's kind of similar vibe to this pick for me. And, like, Jamil Danby was a late pick last year, too. He's uh, he's not very good. Yeah, I know. Hey, Chandler Brewer, UDFA. But anyways. Um, uh, and fourth uh, round, 134th, they took nose tackle Greg Gaines yeah. from Washington. Who I like Greg Gaines. I yeah. liked him late day three, though, and I thought Daylon Mack was a much better nose tackle option. Yeah. I'm surprised he Me went too. this early, to be honest. And he might have to play a lot. Yeah, you might have to. Likeable guy, like you said, on the field. Uh, you like what he do, like the, the effort, the stuff like that. But um, not a lot of upside. Um, yeah, like I thought he was a, like a depth nose, like a Bo Allen type. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, right. And like a good player, like a long time on a yeah. roster. And like I think all, like the Rams would be in much better shape if Tanzel Smart beats him for that nose tackle job. I agree. I like Tanzel Smart. Fifth round, 169th, Wisconsin offensive tackle David Edwards, a guy who was kind of up and down. We liked him more than a lot of people Mm -hmm. did, I think. Um, Yes. I think going to be a really good swing tackle option for them. 
yeah, uh, hopefully it develops into something. But off the bat, I exactly swing tackle. I think right off the bat, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Nopum. I, I think maybe they do move him to guard. I don't the, know. Yeah, well, uh, Evans, Nopum, whatever happens there will be one of them's gonna be starting at left guard, and the other's gonna be the left tackle of the future. I and then Edwards so. is the I, swing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, seventh round, they take Penn State safety Nick Scott. Uh, high athleticism upside guy. Played running back, played corner, played safety at Penn State. Uh, it's just a special yeah. teams pick, nothing special. And then yeah. 251, Texas Tech linebacker Dakota Allen, just another special teams player. I don't like, I think him and Micah Kaiser are probably battling to make this roster. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave them a B. I gave them a B too. Um, I think like like Rap Henderson and Long. I thought maybe not the immediate needs, but all three are going to be contributors and starting in some respect. Uh, And then some some okay depth picks, but a lot of eh. yeah, not not attacking linebacker and edge is kind of like Henderson and Rap. How they're used is going to be so to like affect this grade a lot. Yeah, and like Bobby Evans might be starting day one. See <laughs> for sure. Okay, onto the San Francisco 49ers who had the second overall pick. Everybody knew for months if Nick Bosa was there, they'd take him, and they did. Uh, yeah. Slam dunk pick, Ohio State edge rusher, mm-hmm. who just him D Ford as your edge rushers is such an upgrade for them. DeForest Buckner yeah. had twelve sacks on the inside last year, and then hopefully me and Solomon Thomas will be moving a little bit playing more inside now that they've got Bosa and Ford there. Yeah, you got Solomon Thomas or Eric Armstead. Uh, I, I agree. It totally. I th- I really hope they move Solomon Thomas inside. But yeah, they, suddenly this defensive line group is really, really strong and scary. Yeah, I, th- I think the Maybe best the- case scenario is passing down to you've got Bosa and Ford on the edge, Thomas and uh, Buckner on the inside, Buckner. and... Then the opposite spot from Buckner on non-passing downs is kind of just a rotational spot. Yeah. But um, Bosa, to I me, think... is, if he's healthy, he's a double-digit sack guy and a high-end run defender. Like, he's he was the yeah, clear... Was... Him and Quinn and Williams were the two best players in this draft, clearly. He's he's his brother. Yep, I, I agree. 36 I agree. overall in Kyle Shanahan fashion. He goes and gets one of my favorite receivers in the draft, like he did last year with Dante Pettis. And he gets South Carolina's uh, receiver Debo Samuel, who awesome route runner. He's like a running back after yeah. the catch. It's the exact type of receiver Kyle Shanahan seems to love. Pretty much, and like like I think I've said this before, but it's we've never really seen this whole offense on the field for Kyle Shanahan. So with Jimmy G going down, the running backs getting hurt, and finally getting more guys at the receiver position. I'm excited to see how he utilizes all these guys and one of these next picks is. One of the bigger question marks. Yeah, so. third round, 67th, they take <laughs> Baylor receiver Jalen Hurd, the former Tennessee running back. And I think if he's going to any system, the most exciting one is a Kyle Shanahan type of system. What do you think the plan is I think is Shanahan wants him to play him as an outside receiver, a jumbo slot, play him as a running back, pass, catching passes out of the backfield, maybe some tight end action. Like, I think he's legit – Took him with the plan of I'm using him everywhere because that's the best way to get value out of Jalen Hurd. Like my my confidence is Cordell Patterson. Yeah, feels kind of boomer bust pick. It's surprising to me in the top 100. Yeah, it was, it was really quite pick. early for me. I thought Herb was more of a fourth round type of guy. Um, yeah, but I I, I, I like I Sh- like Shanahan one. being the one to have him 
makes me less worried about it. Yeah, and instead of one of those coaches that just takes guys and they don't really have a plan. Yeah, like I think Shanahan is going to use them everywhere. I think Debo Samuel and Dante Pettis are their true wide receiver one and two. And then mm-hmm. they kind of have, like, Marquise Goodwin's the deep threat. And then you've, you've got, like, yeah. Richie James, Trent Taylor, and Jalen Hurd as versatile slot types. Yeah, it's it's it feels like a very fluid group. Lots of guys do Especially lots of even things. Even at the running back position. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, too bad, in the fourth round, they took a punter, Mitch Wisniewski. Really, really great punter. He's going to be awesome. But don't draft punters. Especially not in the fourth round. But it, I'm glad he gets to be in the NFC West. <laughs> yeah, the, that's the saving grace of this pick. The punting division, baby. Yeah, I, uh, this is way too early. Yeah, this, fifth like fifth that. round they take one of my uh, one of my kind of like favorite guys who was really under the radar, Arkansas linebacker mm-hmm. Dre, Dre Greenlaw. Um, quite athletic, moves well in coverage. Yeah, I think he can provide value on special teams. He can provide value as the top backup for both Fred Warner and uh, Quan Alexander. He he kind of can play that overhang type role he can do a lot of things and i just think it's a really strong depth pick it's exactly and they need that depth behind warner and kwan uh, like malcolm smith probably getting a lot of playing time so yeah uh greenland's i think it's smart six round tight end from stanford 176th overall caden smith uh he's okay it's okay Weird. like he's not a great blocker he's yeah. uh he's quite boomer bust as a pass catcher he didn't test all that well yeah I think he ends up their tight end three behind. Uh, I, honestly, he probably ends up in the practice squad because I think Levine Tololo and Garrett Selleck will be the tight end two and three. They could, they could easily both beat him out, or like, or uh, Kaden Smith is also the type that could go and have a really flashy camp. You know what I mean? But I, 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 I don't, don't think so. But hey, teach their own. Uh, I like. It. I don't. I don't hate Kaden Smith, especially in the six. Hundred eighty third. They took Vanderbilt tackle Justin School. Uh, big physical guy. I think he's just uh, like the Mike McGlinchey backup. Like yeah. I don't know if he'll make yeah. the team, but that's kind of the goal with taking him. And then with their final pick, six round, 198, 198, Virginia corner Tim Harris, a player I had as top 100 player. I think he fell because of injury concerns, like big injury history. This is his best landing spot. He's got the length, uh, the ball skills, the physicality. That Robert Sala, a former Seahawks defensive coach, is going to mm-hmm. love. Um, he gets to learn from Richard Seymour or Richard Seymour, Richard Sherman, uh, <laughs> and I think he, in like two years, can be a legit starter. I'm I'm so high on Harris. You are <laughs> the their group of corners and uh, safeties. I guess just are really really interesting. They officially like, moved Tavares more back to safety too, which I'm happy about. I yeah, me too. It's because like he was a project. Uh, Witherspoon hasn't been too great. You know, like Sherman, Sherman. Then the rest of the group like, is interesting. I think like, all like they obviously Richard Sherman's corner one. I think if Jason Verrett's healthy, he's your nickel one. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Ward just got hurt, but Jaquiski Tarts is strong safety. Uh, I think um, there's you're, you're hoping, hoping Witherspoon more steps up. Safety spot. Yeah, and you're hoping Witherspoon steps up. Both yeah, like, but they have here. just a lot of length and athleticism and rawness in that secondary. It's a, exactly interesting like, group. DJ Reed played group. well last year, and he's one of yeah. my guys. Like, like Quan Williams. Too. Like, they just have a lot of guys who are interesting. But no, no better person in the world probably to have leading that group than Richard Sherman. So exactly, I'm really excited to see Jason Brett there. You know, I hope he's healthy. Yeah, me too. That's a. 
it could be like a low key in monster signing, yeah. right? Uh, ultimately, I give him a B plus. Heard was a reach for me, but I'm glad this is the OC who ha- mm. or the play caller who has him. Wisniewski, I don't like drafting a punter, especially that early. Uh, yeah. Those those are the this, the punter pick really hurt it. Like I would have given a minus if they took almost anything but a punter there. I feel the same way, but it was a I gave them a B. It would have been a B plus for me. Yeah. All right. Finally, your team, the Seattle Super Seahawks. Why yeah. don't you get a nickname now with the Supersonics gone? I know. Get a uh, yellow and green alt would be cool for Seattle. But uh, John Schneider went in with not a lot of picks and came out with all of them. Yeah, uh, like what was it? Five days before the draft, he had four picks. Yeah, and they just days, have whatever. all of the picks now. And picked up a couple next uh, year. Unsurpri- and, uh, two first round picks going in ends up with just one. Not surprising at all. So okay, let's start. LG Collier first round. Uh, round too early for me. Thirty picks too early for me. I like the player a lot, though. I like the fit a lot. The inside outside ability of LG Collier. I think he's gonna be a really solid guy. He's not the Frank Clark replacement. He's the Michael exactly. Bennett, hopefully exactly. Replacement. The fit is what makes like people shit on this pick a whole lot. It, yeah. There were worse reaches. Like I thought, I had him in the. the I think I don't know mid second. Uh, yeah, mid, mid late was my. Was or my, maybe, yeah. maybe somewhere in my sixties. I don't know. Thirty picks too early. Whatever. But the fit yeah, is perfect. I also agree. It's. I don't think he's going to be a Michael the, Bennett Pro Bowl star, but I think he's going to be a really good football player in no. the system with the inside out ability. I, yeah, I do too, and a big time upside. I think like there was big flashes from him. Um, not a crazy athlete or anything, but this. I mean, and like they brought in Ziggy Allen. Like Jaron so Reed's a stud. There. Yeah, they got to pay him though. But yeah, he's a stud. And like, there's always like those role dudes. Like Quentin Jefferson has a bit of a little. Quentin Ford's gonna be stud. Just sorry, he's a, he's our Quentin boy. Quentin Ford's a stud. And not Nas Jones has had yeah. a had some really big time plays. So like, it's an Jacob interesting group. Uh, Flash a bit as a rookie. Yeah, surprising. Neither of us like that pick. But we were wrong. Um, yeah, well, I didn't like the Rasheem Green pick. I had a good preseason and then fuck all in the regular season. All right, just a weird kind of like a enigma group and we're going to see how the shapes uh, up 47th this overall in the second round Utah safety Marquise <laughs> yeah. Blair a guy who you wanted so, to be a corner uh, yes I don't know how they're going to use him but this didn't like it was surprising but then again fit uh, they like his attitude he's the physical he's extremely physical apparently the rumor is like he got a lot of uh personal fouls last year and targetings and uh, the rumor is they're intentional but i don't i'm not gonna speak on that yeah i liked him as a corner uh again he was just how how do you little... think is he gonna be playing free safety strong safety what, what do you think they're doing with i mean him? apparently it's like both. him and mcdougall um, just have the versatility to play both uh, yeah i think that's the idea with him and obviously the physicality to be their strong safety guy but the athleticism, a bit of the range to be the free safety guy. Again, uh, it, I liked him as a corner, but if any team, and I know this is reverse sea hockey, if any team is going to be able to get him a lot of him as a safety, I think it can be Seattle. Right? And then 64th overall, this is the slam dunk pick, the pick that makes me love it. Uh, Doug Baldwin yeah. obviously retiring. They they, they get Ole Miss receiver DK Metcalf, my wide receiver one, your wide receiver one. He was ninth player on my board, I think. Um, I think absolute height, weight, speed, game changer at receiver. And having him as your deep threat on the outside for Russell Wilson is going to be something he hasn't had in terms of size 
Uh, and even explosiveness. A, anything like that. He's the most talented receiver. Like, pure physical talent that Russell Wilson's probably had. Besides Chris Matthews, sorry. But uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever been so excited for a Seahawks draft pick in my life. I, I love Tyler Lockett, announced. and I know you do too, and I think those two together is going to be so fun. It's Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how all these, and they draft a couple more receivers, how all these receivers come together. And like, David Moore flashed, but then he disappeared. Like... It's gonna be inter- this is a really, really uh, interesting it, year. And apparently Marta Darbo is looking good, no, but I mean, he, he fucked okay, off for stop, a while. Stop talking about things that don't matter, you stupid Seahawks fan. 88th overall, uh, Utah <laughs> linebacker Cody Barton. Who, I yeah, don't like I, don't, I think a lot of people questioned it. A guy who tested quite well. Um, yeah. I saw him more as a day three special teams type. They took him in the third round, yeah. I guess, with the idea that he eventually replaces KJ Wright. See, like, yeah, I don't, I don't love how much they did at the linebacker position because, like, Kendrick's got off free. Bobby Wagner's the best in the game. KJ's one of the best, most one. Like, yeah, and I yeah, just, uh, I didn't think it was a massive need, especially this early. I thought it was a reach. I don't, th- I didn't think it was a massive need, especially getting BBK. And like, I, again, I don't hate Cody Barton. I just don't think he has the, uh, like, the upside to be starting anytime soon, and, and they don't need him to. Funny enough, the next pick was Bobby Okariki, who reminded me of KJ Wright, especially with that length. But hey, hey. Chris Ballard's smarter than John Snyder. Just kidding. Listen to our GM rankings <laughs> in two weeks. John Snyder's smarter than me, so. Uh, and then fourth round, they go receiver again. West Virginia's Gary Jennings Jr. I thought this was a reach. He's a deep threat who I just didn't think brought a yeah. lot else to the table. I'm not surprised they like this player. Uh, a little bit of an edge to him too, but yeah, uh, too early for me. Also, like, they're getting deep threats already. Unless this team is just purely deep shot, which wouldn't shock me. Okay, but but luckily, uh, yeah. their next two fourth-round picks I thought were awesome. Yes. 124th overall, Phil Haynes, the Wake Forest guard. One of my faves. Uh, I thought th- this is the eventual, like, he is exactly what they have in DJ Fluker. Just DJ Fluker, person. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, Fluker, uh, they had to resign him, and, like, he's getting up there. I think this yeah, is Yeah, Haynes, pick. I think, is the left guard of the future and just a road grader and a really tough football player. Yeah. Uh, and then 132nd, Oregon, Nickel, Hugo Amadi. So, again, we both love Hugo Amadi. I think he could be starting day one, Nickel. Apparently, they're giving him a shot at free safety first. Oh I don't love it either. I think, obviously, with the, the whole Justin Coleman left, I think he could start. I think he's nickel. better nickel than he is a safety, and I think nickel's a bigger need for them with him than safety. Exactly. 100% agree. Uh, a great player, or a really good like, player. Isn't best good case pick. scenario their secondary ends up being McDougal and Blair at safety, Amadi at nickel, uh, Trey Flowers and Shaq Griffin at corner? I think that's what they hope. And, like, it's a big year for Shaq Griffin, too. I, I think that's definitely what they hope for. But. We'll see. It, this is, again, a big flux here for both receiver and They corner. Fifth round, 142nd. They take future fan favorite, uh, who played the <laughs> University of Washington. He's Linebacker favorite, Ben yeah. Burkirvin, my guy. I Like, like he's going to be a long-term good backup linebacker or starting linebacker. Like, he, at, it's a good pick. At worst, going to be a sixth special teams player and depth player. Yep. Uh, I think he has starting potential down the road. I thought he, he reminded me a lot of Matt Milano. I'll say that. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they don't have to re-sign Bobby Wagner now. They got That's what I – exactly. Cody Parton and Bumper Curvin are the future. See, like – Yeah, I hate 
Yen Mingo. I hate the Barton pick. Honestly, like, though, just sorry, me- just their backup linebackers might be the most athletic in the league between uh, Shaquem Griffin, BBK, and Cody Barton. <laughs> I know it's freaky, and I mean Bobby's obviously a freak athlete. Kendrick's a good athlete, like. Uh, KJ is a good athlete too. Anyways, I know very interesting group. I mean, something that was a bit of a weakness, I guess they strengthened. So I guess those three at least are going to all be strong special teamers in my mind. Yeah, and special teams always been a big. All right, two hundred fourth overall in the sixth round, a guy that you weren't as high. I was quite high on Miami running back Travis. Yeah, I came around on the pick a bit. Well, I mean, at this value, I thought like, how could you complain? But you you know exactly. you know I was a homer guy though like in the way I thought he can be a Jarek McKinnon type of do a bunch of different things for you be a, a satellite yeah. type and uh, I I think he's an explosive tough runner who can add in the passing game tough dude too yeah the all, all, constant theme with Seahawks runners is the toughness and like I think that's it like the solid athlete good toughness and like I had him in the fifth sixth round so like it's not like a I, and I, I think either. he's a like the RB trio of Carson Penny and him is good yeah and like like it's gonna be either process or mckissick making the team as your uh your catch guy your i think homer's guy. that well, guy. that i think that's the hope i maybe not I as hope a rookie so but eventually yeah uh mm-hmm. sixth round 209th florida state defensive tackle to marcus christmas i don't think he's very good not not for me yeah, he's, this is a whatever like, he's not athletic he's an okay run defender i don't think he'll make the team they just have a lot of depth there already too yeah, I didn't love this pick, but I mean, at 209, yeah, whatever. Um, probably practice squad guy. Seventh round. Yeah. Okay, Hawaii receiver John Arsua, who I I thought this was right around where he should go, but I think it's a mm-hmm. really solid, quiet fit. It's a really tough route runner, t- like tough slot who runs strong routes. Um, he's a little bit old, yeah. but uh, and, and can have concentration drops, but I think the fit as a depth yes. player is really nice. I think, yeah, I think there's a good chance of Ursula sticking around in Seattle. I've heard some things about Keenan Reynolds, by the way, just talking receivers. Really? I've seen some hype that he's, him and Russ have a good rapport. Apparently he works out a lot with Russell. Yeah, quarterback um, to quarterback. <laughs> he's trying to steal a Wilson shop. Um, yeah, I think there's a chance Ursula sticks around. I, I don't know how I want to see, because outside of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, there's just a lot of guys who can be competing for spots, and it's another like that's gonna be a fun preseason thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, I hope Jerron Brown doesn't make the team because guys step up. But yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I gave them a B. I thought that uh, I like a lot of picks where I thought their reaches, but the fits were nice. And then I thought DK Metcalf, Phil Haynes, Hugo Amadi, BBK, Travis Homer were picks I really liked. It's funny because it's like a classic Seahawks, like you said, uh, reaches but good fits, but uh, mixed with like steals, which is surprising. Yeah, the DK Metcalf, uh, obviously. Yeah, uh, I, like they could have taken him at twenty-one, I would have been completely fine with it. B for me. Alrighty, as well. that's gonna do it for us at Seven Rounds in Heaven. That's our final division by division draft grade show. Tune in next. What do we do tune now? Tune in next Rob? week for our. Uh, what is it, 2017 redraft? 2016 redraft? 2016. I don't know. One of those yeah. years. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at RobPaulNFL. You can follow AJ at AJMarchese13. You can go to armchairallamericans.com where you can read my 2019 NFL draft all steel team or anything else I wrote about NFL draft. Um, you should have called it Steel Team 6. Damn, that's, that's a good you get one. it, Rob? Thank you. All right. It's t- 2013 jokes. 
Get off the mat. 